technophile or technophobe, you've probably heard about virtual reality. But have you heard about Second Life? As of 2007, this whimsical 3D online universe boasts more than 9 million residents around the world. Here's how it works. You get on the internet, log on, and select your avatar. Think of this as a character you control. Then you can teleport to thousands of themed areas called islands, where you can do Tai Chi, see art, shop, and interact with others. It's an interesting place. There's no objective, no rules, and no adrenaline-fueled warfare. But there's no denying its appeal. Residents are lured by goods, services, and a general feeling of community built around interests, from entertainment to education. We acquired our island in Second Life close to two years ago, and it's 16 acres of an island, which basically started out blank. And so we have developed a virtual campus, which simulates to a large degree the campus that you see around you at the moment. I went to San Jose to meet Linda Main, who for 21 years has taught at San Jose State's School of Library and Information Science. For the last few years, her relationship with her students has been, well, a bit distant. I haven't taught a class for almost six years in a physical environment. All the courses that I teach are taught in an exclusively um, distance learning environment, and none of my students come to meet with me in person. Distance learning entails not coming to campus. It means you're not tied to any specific place. So it's a suite of things that we use in, in distance learning, and now we've added Second Life virtual environment to that. Sounds interesting, right? But does using Second Life as an extension of the classroom validate this virtual reality experience? Or is this just a slick time waster where sad, lonely people replace real human interaction with couch potato canoodling? We see Second Life as the next iteration uh, for us of distance learning technology. It gives our students very much a sense of being present. They, they don't want to come to campus. Many of them cannot come to campus. Many don't even live close to campus. But this gives them the feeling of meeting in a campus environment and of actually being present. We also think that it enhances their, their educational experience. We hold office hours in Second Life and we can hold them in a very relaxing environment. There's, we go to the beach sometimes and have our office hours um, and find it very relaxing. But is it hard to have office hours with someone who shows up with an avatar that has a green mohawk and purple skin? Not at all. Some of our students show up like that way in person. I'd been living in Second Life for days by now, so I felt ready to graduate from escapist thrill-seeking to nobler pursuits. And my first stop? A virtual class at the Second Life campus at the School of Library and Information Science. Hello class, how's everybody today? Uh, before we start today's class, I would like to introduce a visitor from KQED, and his name is Shiraz. Welcome, Shiraz. Hi, thank you guys so much for having me here. I'm doing a story for Quest on Second Life, so I'm really excited to be here. In today's class, we are going to do an exercise. You will break into pairs with one student playing the role of the user, another playing the role of the reference librarian. I paired up with Grayland Fairweather, 
In real life, she's a graduate student named Robin, who helped build a lot of San Jose State's Second Life Island. She was kind enough to answer a few questions. What sort of books have you come across in Second Life? Uh, how many books do you own in Second Life? Uh, and do you have to pay library fines if you check them out for too long? <laughs> no. Uh, any books that are in Second Life, you can either buy them or get them for free. I have, for example, the collected works of William Shakespeare and H.P. Uh, Lovecraft. And uh, most many books that are in the public domain people have brought into Second Life. So I have about 19,000 items and perhaps 200 books on me. What if I came up to you and, and asked you about like where I could find information on Second Life about aeronautics? Well, for, specifically for aeronautics, there is the International Space Flight Museum uh, in Second Life. Or you can simply do a search uh, for places and look up aeronautics or flight. The strange but inviting space made me feel like I was in school again, where everyone was smarter and better looking than me. Well, at least in Second Life, I was able to opt for a full head of hair. And any other questions or thoughts or comments? I just want to say that these are the most attractive reference desk librarians I've ever met. All right, then. I love the dance, Robin. Do you think that this might be the future of how people are searching for information online? Well, I think it's just one of the options that you can use to access information. Some people may not be very comfortable with their first life, so they go to Second Life and spend a lot of time there, and they just, they're like a real Second Life resident. They live there, they live with Second Life. They have the information needs and they need help from librarians. By 2011, it's estimated that 80% of internet users will be using immersive virtual environments like Second Life. Whether we like it or not, people will use these spaces to learn, visit museums, socialize, conduct real business, or have fun in all its digital permutations. What was clear to me is that what you choose to do in this brave new world is entirely up to you.